Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo, effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Oh, God, the struggle is real, Nathan. We recorded for about three minutes and no, it wasn't recording. Thank God I just noticed. Well, remember that really funny thing you said? No. I don't know if you'll be able to recreate that magic. What did I say? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. (laughs) So what we were waffling on about was the fact that every time we finish recording, there's breaking Bravo news. And this breaking Bravo news that I saw immediately after recording last week was Nini Leak suing Bravo. What the fuck, people? Crazy. Karazi is correct. So what is she suing them for? I didn't actually read up on this. Oh, okay. I have a whole page of notes, but I'll I'll skim up. <laughs> I'll skim, I'll skim. She's suing them for violating Federal Employment Act and anti-discrimination laws. Ooh, so she's okay. suing them for defamation and discrimination. What they cited in the lawsuit that was filed was basically a lot of the points that they made had to do with Kim Zolciak. Oh, okay. So basically she was saying that she complained to the executives about Kim's racist comments and that Nini was the only one that suffered consequences and that Kim ended up with a spin-off after a complaint. So she names NBC Mm. Universal, Bravo, and the production companies that worked on Atlanta Housewives, which was true entertainment and truly original, but she didn't sue Kim but she's just citing the examples of racial insensitivity and inappropriate behaviour. So basically okay. she, they, in the complaint they bring up there was a barbecue that they attended for their f- the first season where Kim made a comment and said words to the effect, I don't want to sit around with Nini and eat chicken. She says that Kim made stereotypical and racially offensive comments about I think it was – uh, sorry, Nini's house or Candy's house, calling the neighbourhood a ghetto and making comments about whether Candy, so it was obviously Candy's house, needed a swimming pool. Apparently Kim used the N-word oh. to refer to Nini after they had a fight. And then there was the roach stuff. Do you remember when they were at um, Nini's house? She implied that Leeks used drugs and called her home a roach nest. Mm. After the Black Lives Matter movement, Bravo, instead of praising Nini, who was historically the most successful black female talent, they denied her a regular role and forced her out. Okay. How do you feel about all that? Well, I don't know if I'm a bit more like Candy, where I have no comment. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. No, that's not true. I don't know the ins and outs of the lawsuit. I mean, from from mm. just this statement alone, I think she's a bit of Betty. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, I kind of think she's a bit of Betty. She wanted more money. She played chicken with them and they called uncle and they went, no, you're not getting more money. She does this every time that it's time to renew contract and she mm. would ask for more and more money and they would give it to her. They'd capitulate or at least they'd come to some res- resolution and agreement and she did it again and they said no. And so she said, I'm out, and they went fine. So I do think she has a point with this, the opposite treatment of Kim because remember that season where Kim just was not showing up to any events yes. when she was pregnant yes. and then and then she gets a spin-off and I'm like you you quit the show shouldn't you be punished yeah no that's i mean do you really punish someone though i mean it's a job you do the job or you don't do the job i don't know and about, she wasn't doing the job but then what i don't un- 
Yeah, I get what you're saying, but it's a work environment. Like, do you think you should be punished at work for making a mistake or or deciding that, hey, I don't want to do Well, not me personally, but everybody else, yeah. So, you know what I mean? I think, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a financial transaction. You do the work, you get paid. You don't do the work, you don't get paid. And Kim didn't get paid. She came to the production company with a spin-off idea and they bought it. I mean, that's not her fault. I don't know who the fuck greenlit that show. It is so bad. I, d- I don't know either. I mean, it's not on anymore, but it was on for years and I watched three episodes and I thought it was a snooze fest. <laughs> but again, that has nothing to do with this case. If she can prove that these comments were made, I think that's completely fucked up. Mm. And I'm assuming she can prove it because there would be footage of it. So That will help. So in that case, she deserves her day in court. But it just seems to me that as soon as she was Nini was no longer on the show, Bravo and NBC didn't cut that check for her. She's been a, a bitter Betty ever since. Okay. As soon as that happened, she was making comments about, you know, Andy does drugs and all this stuff. And it's like, <laughs> one, and I does he not? <laughs> one, I don't give a shit. And two, it's just like you were happy when you were getting paid. And now you're not. You're like shit chef. You've been a sork. Ah. And nothing's happened for her since in terms of the spotlight. And this is what she's doing. I don't. I don't know. I'm not buying it. But I'll. I will keep an open mind. Absolutely. We'll put a pin in it and see what happens I mean, after we record for more breaking news. <laughs> If they do go to trial and if it's, uh, you know, if it's an open case like we, people can go and see it, you know I'm going to be listening to it all. So I'll get back to oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, apart from that, we've got Erica calling out Lisa Vanderpump's bad breath, saying <laughs> it reeks of garlic cigarettes and Chardonnay after Lisa Vanderpump made comments about Erica throwing out Garcelle's book in the trash and posting about it. I mean, whatever. Speaking of bitter Bettys, I can't wait. This is, I think, the first time I've ever said I cannot wait for Beverly Hills to start. Oh, I know, right? I, I know. So, I mean, but now we've got the last episode of Jersey. What is going on? 13 episodes? Is it 13 episodes? Yeah. Sure 13- is. Whatever happened to the 22 episodes? We can't get more than 12, 13 good episodes? Or is this just the way it no, goes No, because now? they're still talking about shit from seasons ago. When Margaret's bringing up the hair pull, I'm like, oh, really, bitch? Yeah. We're really digging that deep? We don't have any fresh drama? I don't know. I liked this episode. I liked oh, the season. I didn't. I liked the season. I thought we had some good stuff here. You Not you? No, because okay. the hypocrisy <laughs> of it just killed me in the end like yeah. you, you you know you've got me for a few episodes mm. right yeah and then when you keep dragging it out and talking about the same shit like it's wearing me down when Teresa's like she's putting my life at risk by talking about my family and my bubble and i'm like you know what you're talking about it more than anyone currently so shut the fuck up so do you think that this year jersey's a bit like beverly hills with the lucy lucy apple juice of it all Exactly. I think the only person that had a storyline, well, there's two people with storylines that were good, and that was Jen and Jackie. Everyone else was a flop. Yeah. Even Dolores, I'm sorry to say it, love her to pieces. 
She started off strong this season. She dipped out. She, she dipped out halfway through. And even the Jen marriage stuff dipped as well. Maybe Dolores was a bit like you. She got sick of the bullshit and was just like, I'm too tired to participate. I th- I think she might have been sick of the bullshit. I think she might have been. Fair enough. At 52 or whatever, I'd just be like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, and like her mum was like having surgery, so she's probably like, I've got real issues. I yeah. don't really care about your bubble. Yeah, and I think that's the thing in that that reminds me that Jennifer and Jackie had real issues slash storylines this season. Yes, captivating to watch. Apart from the Teresa drama, Margaret had no storyline. They must have cut out a lot of footage. Well, it's, My guess it's is they filmed a storyline with her, but we didn't get to see any of it. I would well, have the, preferred the that. The first half of the season, she was shaping up to be a bit of a villain in regards to the revealing of the affair yes. with Jen. Yeah. And then that sort of fizzled. got dropped. Yeah, that fizzled. Well, I think maybe Jennifer was just like, I need to squash this because I can't handle it. I can't handle yeah. dealing with this at home and in the group. But That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. yeah. Shall we get into it? May as well. <laughs> All right. So... Showdown in Smashville. Love that. I love the name of the episode. Do you? I do. You know, I love a pun. Yeah. I love a city-based pun. Yeah. (laughs) I love a showdown. Yes. Probably the best part of the episode. (laughs) I liked it. Anyway, (laughs) we're still in Nashville. It's the day after the fight with everyone leaving the at-home dinner. They get a chef for breakfast because Dolores just can't cope after the night before. God bless. They made such a big deal out of that. Everyone was like, oh, who's this guy? It's a chef. Oh, you're a chef? Thanks for coming. And the food, honestly, I didn't. I think the food looked as good as it did on um, Below Deck Down Under. I didn't think the chef did that big a deal. You know who's doing good breakfasts? Maya on Summer House. She's turning it out. A hundred percent she is. I love Summer House. I can't wait for the wedding next week. Oh, me too. (laughs) Summer House this season rocked. They knocked it out of the park. It was so good. So good. Sorry for the sidebar. Oh, how can we not? It's the best reason to sidebar. Yeah. Um, All right. So we get flashes of the night before with Marge and Dolores in Marge's room and Marge's not having it with Teresa's bullshit non-apology, as she calls it. Then we go to Joe and Melissa and Joe's like, I'm happy. I'm happy that she, you know, basically he's happy that she said sorry. And Jackie and Evan are actually talking about real issues as we just covered. She's saying to him that she's not 100% following through with the therapeutic strategies relating to her eating disorder. But I think the fact that she's owning that and verbalizing it and not hiding it is progress. Oh, totally. Like, you've gone to therapy for a couple of weeks, love. I think that in itself is massive. Like, I was so proud of her for talking about that. Do you Mm -hmm. agree? Yep. Totally. Totally. They're talking about what they're doing that day. And, of course, Tiki's not going to go to work. Oh, Tiki's not fallen into the trap. No. Joe and (laughs) Melissa. He's like, I'll come on the trip, but I'm not doing the shenanigans. Yeah, I'll come on the trip, but I'm working. Good for him. I say good for him, even though last week I was annoyed that he didn't go on the boys' boat trip. But I think just like you, I'm over this one fight we keep having and I'm on Tiki's side. I wouldn't want to go either. Totally. Well, Tiki's just going to hook up with the decorator from last night. Exactly. He's got (laughs) shit to do. (laughs) Joe and Melissa get on the phone with Teresa and again Joe's like, oh, that was nice last night. I liked your apology. It's like, come on, Joe. But he's like, he's got to live with us, so to speak. So I get it. I get it. He's taking what he can get. I think Marge says that everyone gives Teresa a participation trophy and I I thought that was so spot on. Exactly. I wrote the same thing. I'm like, Marge called it when she says everybody gives her a participation trophy. 
That's brilliant. Because we can see it. They're babying her. They are. They're enabling her. So then they're having breakfast, as we said. There's the chef. And I did love the fact, did you love this bit when Joe Bonino is making Dolores coffee and, of course, Marge is like, oh, yeah, his other wife. And Tracy makes some comment about her, about Dolores not being blonde or whatever. And Dolores is like, sometimes you want variety. And that's when Frank says, I tried yeah. that and she threw me out of the house. <laughs> I love and it. Frank's a stand-up, isn't I he? I love how they're making jokes about it. And they're good jokes. And exactly, out of all of these guys, Joe should not be the stand-up comedian. It should be Frank. Totally. And you know what? Throughout that scene, mm. I was having really surprising thoughts and feelings in regards to Bill Aiden in a tight black singlet and a backwards cap. What? I am sorry, but I was like, move over, Evan. Okay. Speechless. Please explain. I was gooped. He looked attractive. There's something about a backwards cap and a tight singlet that just gets me. There's nothing good about a backwards cap and a tight singlet. What are you, 15? Is this 1993? Disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. Yeah, the gays are really into that, aren't they? Ooh, Bill's just sitting there having his coffee while everyone's squabbling around him. I, I tell you what, I was into it. I am shocked. And then later on the, on the boat, when not the boat, the bike, when he was wearing that blue singlet, I was like, getting the guns out, Bill Aiden, hello. Oh. And then when he's eating the hot food, I was like, am I attracted to this man? And then the flyaway hair come out and then I, my lady boner disappeared. But I'm, up until that point. I'm gobsmacked, Nathan. You know what? Me too. I'm, uh, I, I was shocked. I want to say I'm proud of you for admitting that, but I don't think I am. You need well, to. Keep, we might have to cut it out then. You need to keep that to yourself. <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't mind him. Have you showed him to your boyfriend? No, God no. I want to know what he has to say. <laughs> nah. I'm like grabbing onto my hair to self-soothe. I'm not. Yeah, coping. you look very concerned. Where's your little roller? Oh my God! Where's my face roller in this? Time of crisis and need. All right. Wow. Well, I, I shared. No, I'm proud of you for sharing because, you know, we, we've got to take the bad with the good. <laughs> well, maybe that's because I was so desperate to find something good I liked about this episode. <laughs> no, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I shouldn't shame you. I'm proud of you. Thank um you. Okay, I'm going to gather my thoughts. Give me about half an hour. Um, <laughs> okay. So... Where was I up to? Oh, yes. I'm up to Frank owning massage parlours. I mean, yeah, we're we're on topic, basically. And Marge, of course, has to pipe in and give it to Joe for sucking up to Teresa after the non-apology. She's pissed. She's pissed at anyone who is placating Teresa at this point. And even Jackie says that her and Teresa are not good. She just considers her dangerous, which is why she's not admitted before that she still hates Teresa. I mean, we all knew. I don't know why Jennifer's so surprised by that. I know. Have you seen the show, Jennifer? I know. Jennifer's working hard. She's sticking up for Teresa. She's trying to get Marge to see Teresa's side and to just admit her stuff, basically, to admit her bad behaviour. And even Melissa's saying that, Marge, you didn't actually come off concerned. So they're all working hard to make sure that Marge and Teresa at least make up to a civil point. But they're doing it for selfish gains. They want to have a good time. They don't want to be in the middle of this shit anymore. Yeah. And Dolores, the only time she pipes up is when she says she's had enough, she needs a shower and holy water to shake off the evil shit around her. Which, (laughs) Again, the Catanias are doing all the work here. They're doing all the heavy lifting to make this good for us. 
I love when Dolores at the start of the episode was like, I don't think it's going to be a good day, Frank. I just don't <laughs> think it's going to be a good day. I love them. I really hope her new boyfriend doesn't get in the way of this because I'm really loving watching them and their relationship and their family this season. And mm-hmm. if I don't get it next season, I'm going to be sad. Oh, I'm sure you will. I hope I will. Okay, so what do you think of this fucking activity of bar, biking, pedal, tavern, whatever the fuck? It's a bar and they've got a pedal. I'd love it. I'd love it. You'd love it? Uh-huh. Oh, my God, you're If I go sweating. to Smashville, I'm doing it. But you're sweating and drinking. I would be like Marge. I'd be sitting on the seat going, I'm not fucking pedaling for my liquor. <laughs> But, you know, you've got ten people pedalling. It's not like you're actually, like, one person riding a bike where it's that hard. See, I think it would be fun for about 45 seconds and then I'd just be like, okay, no, I'm done. No, I'm not getting a face full of makeup and having, like, sweat dripping down my arms and my and my torso. No, people. Too much. I, I think it's fun. Okay, well, you, I'll be sitting in the seat and you can pedal. How about that? Yeah, Bill Aiden and I can pedal on that bike. <laughs> That's fine. And so we did have our beloved drink counter, but it was... Yeah, but it only got up to like four. With four drinks. I wanted to know, with the with the four drinks, how many blocks did they pedal for? If they only pedaled for like two blocks, then that would be a lot of beverages. Yeah, I don't know. I was sort of surprised that the thing just stopped. And they're like, oh, we're here. I mean, so, Melissa was fucking lit when they got off the the pedal tavern thing, when they got to the yeah. restaurant for lunch. She was Liddy. She jumps into Jennifer's arms and, of course, they fall and then we get flashes. Because Jennifer can't catch you. Like, what are you thinking? I know. Why does she think that Jennifer can catch her? She's got the least upper body strength of all of them. I know. We get the flashy of her falling in the water off her horse, for God's sake. and then the- Oh, and the baseball flashy made me laugh. I know. I love seeing that. But then why didn't we get the one of her face planting at the pool? Is that too dark? <laughs> It might have been too dark. Because oh, that was funny too. She was having she was having a good time, so we're allowed to laugh. Yes. And then we get to lunch and Teresa decides all of a sudden that she wants to talk to Margaret straight away. <sighs> now, do you think she wants to talk to Margaret or because she knows that this is the season wrap-up day and she wants to get in as much drama to secure her next season? She saw a plate of food in front of Margaret and she said, this is the right time because they got something to throw. <laughs> Fair enough. That's probably more what it is. I think she's just still in that rage spiral. She's still angry and she's hopped up. So right. she just wanted to confront it steady on. Do you think that Teresa is able to be in a love bubble without being in a rage spiral at the same time? Absolutely not. No, I don't either. I don't, I don't th- know why she thinks we all need to sign a declaration saying we're not going to penetrate her love bubble. Why is it all on us and on everybody else but her to protect her love bubble? I love it. Like, when I'm you sorry, get I don't upset. care about your bubble. I love it when you get worked up. It's so good. Well, it's just so outrageous. It's like, you know, as as a young as a young gay boy without kids, you go to a lot of weddings, you go to a lot of baby showers, and you're like, I'm sick of other people's relationships. Yeah, I'm sick of them. I, I, I don't I'm, care about Louis of all people. I, and like, you know what? If the allegation was just that his breath smells bad, like Lisa Vanderpump, you'd be like, okay, let that go. But it's about domestic abuse, so maybe it does deserve a higher level of critical thinking, Teresa. You stupid, stupid girl. Yay! Well said. I'm here for you. I'm here for I'm all over it. 
I'm with Again, you. you get three episodes of bitching about the same thing, then I'm done. Yeah, it's true. You're so right, Nathan. You should be a Bravo executive. And this fucking Melissa. Yes. She doesn't even have to do anything to piss me off. Did you see when Joe ordered the chicken and she goes, you get the hottest chicken every night? And I was like, you know, you just called yourself a chicken. <laughs> Why are you a chicken? <laughs> he didn't say chick. He said chicken. So you're calling yourself a chicken, a hot piece of chicken? Why do you want to be a hot piece of chicken, you stupid Melissa? <laughs> I'm just sick of these girls. I'm sick of them. You need a Jersey break, don't you? Or you need like a Gorga break. <laughs> I need a Gorga break. You need the a Gorgas, Gorgas, they get me. The Gorgas get you. Well, let's move away from the Gorgas and talk about Bill and the chicken oh, wings. I love Bill. <laughs> Bill and the chicken wings. Even his face was sweaty. And this is a guy who can lather wasabi on sushi and eat it like it's nothing. What do yeah. you think about this chicken eating contest with I the hot wings? I think they were all regretting it later that day. Yeah, even Joe puked. He pu- He puked. See, I don't get this, like, the sense that you need to have bravado by eating hot spicy things. I don't uh, get it. I think, again, I just think that Joe is just trying to make good TV. And he's a little kid. Yeah. That's true. Teenage boys, this is something they would do. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just assuming. But anyway... Unfortunately, we have to go back to the Gorgas. Teresa wants to talk to oh, Margaret. Geez. Everyone's like, fucking do it later. And Teresa's working hard to do it now. But because no one is on her side, no one's going to back her up. She backs down. But then Jennifer tries to talk to Marge and goes, see, wasn't that nice? Teresa wanted to talk to you. It's like, no, Teresa wanted to attack her, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the only reason I'm mentioning it is because we get a flashy of the hair pull. I did enjoy seeing the hair pull I've again. got to admit, I did enjoy seeing <laughs> As much it. as I complain about it being a topic of conversation, I love it. I know. <laughs> and the reason we get the flashy is because Marge is getting all her ducks in a row for her showdown with Teresa. She and, really was. Yeah. And the, but also, it's not like Teresa pulled your hair. She just said to someone else, like, do it. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, it's not as bad. Well, she's got to get her ducks in a row for reunion and is like, why would I forgive her so quickly? I did that then. And Teresa apologised after the hair pulling and said, I'm going to show you how I love you. And then, of course, this is the season we get. So, Margaret is very smart in that way. Exactly. And I just want to do a quick two-second sidebar because as I was watching the Danielle hair pull incident, I thought how happy Danielle would be to catch a glimpse of herself on TV again, right? Oh, yeah. And we all know that. And then I thought, I thought last season Danielle said she's exiting the show and she's going to be doing her own cooking show on YouTube, right? She's obviously had hoped at that point to get like a a network cooking show out of it. I'm sure these were her plans. And so I quickly jumped onto the YouTube to have a look at Danielle's cooking channel to see how it was going. She's posted four cooking videos 12 months ago and hasn't posted since. Wow. And there were also a couple of the morning after shows, so she was obviously breaking down the show. But they were a year ago as well. And she has currently 2.79 thousand subscribers. Oh. So when you went two point, I was like, oh, a million? No. (laughs) Just under 2,800 subscribers. So she's doing well. Well, I'm not sure. (laughs) Four cooking videos and she gave up. And I'm telling you, they were filmed on – Probably, I don't know if it was an iPhone because the audio was bad. It was probably on a Samsung. I mean. She's not giving us what we want. No one wants to watch a cooking show from her. I'd watch her read Cop Without a Badge. Exactly. I'd watch that. <laughs> but I'm not going to watch her cook. 
No, God bless. Like, I mean, I did watch some of those cooking shows that um, Caroline Manzo and her brother made some little cooking shows on YouTube. They were done pretty well. And, you know, I even made a couple of things, but that's about it. Well, her brother's a chef. So I'm gonna. Well, that helps. I'm gonna watch him make risotto and see if I can get some extra tips. You know, I'm not watching Danielle make risotto. Fuck no, no. So anyway, that was my little sidebar. They finish eating the chicken. They leave. Joe and Frank feel sick. Joe wants to throw mm, up because he feels so bad. He tries to stick his finger down his throat, but he says my, his fingers are too small. I don't okay. know. If the, I don't. I don't believe that. <laughs> no. And Frank brings him the dildo, and then he said in confessional that he used it. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> good for you. So there you well, go. This yeah. is the second use for dildos. Well, same so, use, same use, different result. Yeah. Not yeah. the primary use of a dildo, but no. still it's up there. Yeah. Bill says he feels okay, and all I feel sick over is Teresa again saying the words love bubble. How many sick times do we have? It's this season's fucking pineapple. I'm over it. It really is. It really is. Every season there's one with her, isn't there? Yeah. So do you think this is it? People are just getting over Teresa. Can we do this show without her? I think we can. Wow. Them's his big words. Can. Mm-hmm. So we're at the last dinner and they're in the bus on the way and I just wanted to ask you, did you see the Cinderella carriage on the street? Oh, I missed it. Okay, so there was a horse-drawn carriage. Unfortunately, it was a horse, but, again, it was the Cinderella. And it was all lights around probably what would be a metal frame and it was the carriage from Cinderella. I was here for that. Beautiful. Yeah, gorge. So they go and eat on a rooftop. I mean, it's good that they're outdoors, right, just in case. And <laughs> they talk about Teresa and Jennifer's just working overtime to get them to see that Teresa was nice that day when she said hello to Margaret. I mean, big fucking warp. Oh, talk about scraping the bottom of the barrel. I know. And, again, we're just getting the sentiments, like let's not celebrate her for being like a, a good person. Marge brings up the dog shelter comment, and I was waiting for that to turn into something, but it really didn't. And It didn't, but no. I just enjoyed that they're all talking about Louie being a psycho, which is what she didn't want. Exactly, so like, yeah. This is what happens when you don't let shit go. Exactly, and that's when Teresa and Louie arrive, and I'm only making a big deal about it, not because Louie wants to talk to Joe and ask for his blessing to propose to Teresa, but because of Louie's fucking sparkle spying jacket. What was that about? He's clearly got taste as bad as Teresa's, so I guess they're matched that way. Yep. That was yeah, maybe he needs to be in a fashion bubble. <laughs> that was hideous. A sparkle spine. Great. It was supposed to be like mimic a spinal yep. column, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was awful. What did you think about Louis talking to Joe and asking for his blessing to propose to Teresa? What did you think of it? Honestly, I thought it was a bit creepy. Yeah. Like when he's like, you're like a father to Teresa, I was like, no, th- he's a he's- brother. Like, I know that the family is a big thing for the Gorgas. Yes. But also, like, you don't need to ask anyone for permission to marry Teresa. Judice. Maybe ask Andy Cohen. Yeah. If you're going to ask anybody. I ask just- for a spin-off. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. I was sort of, so I was semi-impressed with Joe at first for not, yes. like, being like, yeah, sure. Like, I thought Joe would be flattered that he was asked, and, like, by stroking his ego, he would just accept. Yeah. So when he gave... A little bit of pushback, I was happy. I just thought it was really rehearsed, like Louis's little 
spiel was – Oh, just, yeah. He just seems so rehearsed with any time he opens his mouth. It's like I don't know if he's overthinking or if it is actually rehearsed, but it comes across as disingenuous, all of it, anything that comes mm-hmm. out of his mouth. Agree, yeah. So, yeah, Joe did. He said, look, you know, I haven't asked you anything before, but now that you want to marry my sister, basically, it's time for me to ask. And, of course, Louis calls out his past relationships as toxic and says, and I quote, the women were desperate, thirsty, low-life exes. Yeah, not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. And even Joe, again, as you said, pushes a little back. He's like, but they're constantly coming. So there's obviously Mm. some truth to some of the stories, right? He's such a manipulator. He decides at that moment he's going to cry. That's his answer. To Uh cry and say he, he had many sleepless nights trying to manifest the right woman in my life. What the fuck does that mean? How does that answer Joe's question? It doesn't. Not at all. And that's when Joe decides to give Louis his blessing because now he's trying to be a better person. I'm sus. And honestly, she's had that many people, including, as in her opinion, Marge, this whole season trying to get her to see these red flags. Like I'm not on Mm -hmm. a – like all the women on the show say being on the show makes you deal with shit because it's constantly being thrown in your face. I mean, need we say more? Well, and it's just like, do you really think you can date someone new and who, who's got this video floating around and it's never going to come up? Like, how naive are you? Exactly. A hundred percent. And then basically, this is the point when Marge and Teresa have the talk and everyone's watching, which I kind of loved. I got a kick out of that. Marge explains, I mean, we've heard it all before. Marge is explaining to Teresa oh, yeah. that she was like, I just wanted you to get ahead of shit so that no one would talk behind your back. And this is when Teresa says, put yourself in my shoes. I see all this stuff on social media. And then I was just like, so you're finally fucking admitting that you saw all the stuff on social. Mm. With that whole all season, I didn't see it, I'm not reading anything, bullshit. And then Teresa does the same thing that Louis did and she cries and admits that she was on the defence. And at one point I thought they were going to make up, but then Marge says... I know, I was thinking it's not a bad chat so far. Yeah, but then Marge says that all the other ladies said they admitted and said they lowered their standards when it came to Teresa and her behaviour. And I'm like, no, they didn't. Sorry, Marge, but even Dolores said, I didn't lower my standards. So that was Marge's interpretation of what they said. Teresa tries to backtrack and say she didn't fat shame Marge when Marge starts listing off all the terrible things that Teresa said and did to her. I mean, that's never going to help in an argument. Unless you want her to give you an apology for every single line item, it's, it's not helpful. I didn't agree with a lot of what Marge said in the fight, but at the end of the day, Marge is just like, you broke my heart and I'm done. She wasn't going to make up with Teresa at any point in this argument, even though they started off quite well. Mm. At this point, Louis walked over, and so is Joe B. And Louis, when he hears Marge say, you broke my heart and I'm done, he says, thank you and good night. <laughs> good night and good luck. Exactly. And then he tells Teresa, she's making you work too hard for an apology. You don't need to dance for anybody. I'm not auditioning for her. My yeah, the anger issues really me. jump out, don't they? Yeah. All the ladies are basically saying, like, this isn't a good look. We kind of might be seeing the true Louis. Yeah. 
Oh, and then he says, like, I'm done. He says, isn't it great that I work so hard and that you don't have to work or something like that? And I'm like, do you mean when you say I'm done, I don't want you on this show anymore, you don't need to work, I make enough money? Like, oh, I didn't pick up on that. That's what fucking Joe Judice did, and that didn't fucking work out for her. And he says, let's go and move into our 15,000 square foot house. And I'm like... Yeah, where did all this come from? Um, I think just like, I think it was Jackie said, these are his true colours. That's what I mean by yeah. everything he says is contrived and rehearsed and phony. He's trying to show them not who he is, but what he wants them to see. And this is really him. Uh, yep. I mean, that there are so right. many fucking red flags. It's it's obvious. And Joe Gorgas, he explains it away as you can see the pressure's getting to him. And I'm like, oh, I don't uh, know. Like, really, what's the pressure? Exactly. You're on a rooftop bar in Smashville. Like, calm down. Uh, exactly. And then um, we hear Marge, or we see Marge say, I was right about Siggy. I was right about Danielle. I'll be right about Louie. Oh, I don't disagree with you, Marge, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to see to see what Louie's like. And even Dolores says the dirty laundry always comes out in the wash. I love how she gets to say stuff that doesn't necessarily implicate that she's agreeing with Marge because that will just go over Teresa's head. Dolores will be able to explain that away. But we know what it means. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. that's basically the episode. We get the – I never know what they're called, the bits of, at the end – where Teresa and... But, but breaking news. Yeah. Antonia returned to cheer. I know. Amazing. I know. Melissa's storyline, once That's... again, was not a storyline. Uh, we've, got, we've got a bow on Melissa's season-long storyline. She's returned to cheer. Who gives a fuck? I mean, we all knew she was right. returning to cheer. She was in fucking physio. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, no. This makes me mad! <laughs> Sorry, sorry. How loud was that? <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to have to eat Just you that. Just Oh, Sozzle. Yeah, my poor dog's wondering why I'm screaming. <laughs> Teresa and Louie go to Greece. They get engaged. Whoop-de-doop. Dolores moves oh, in. None, none of the exit lines are that exciting, No. Honestly. Dolores moves back into the townhouse. Jennifer and Bill continue to work on strengthening their blah, blah, blah. But Jackie is making progress with her eating disorder. I'm proud of her. I mean, that's fine. I don't, yeah, I don't, me too. I don't mind that about Jackie because she ha- actually had a real storyline. My guess is with Jennifer's one, they gave her mm-hmm. nothing. They asked how her and Bill are going and she said, fine. I mean, fair enough. What do you expect her to say? And that's the end of yes, the I Jersey season. I am looking forward to reunion. I just hope it's not a three-parter because there's two fights to be had and I just want to get them one and done. Yes, yeah. agreed. And um, before we move on to Below Deck, do you have anything else you want to add? No. No, okay. <laughs> no I do not. <laughs> All right, Below Deck Down Under, Episode 8, Prom Night. I mean, is prom a thing now? We just had prom on Summer House. I was thinking that, yeah. Is this goat yoga? I mean, I didn't mind it on either show, so maybe I'm up for everyone doing a prom night. But we'll see. I had fun with it. Me too. So we're back to Bad Boson bitching about the captain to his deck team, about Captain Cutie expecting them to work quicker and to what is, in Bad Boson's opinion, an unsafe level of pace, he says smooth is fast. He keeps repeating that. But Benny, Benny isn't buying it. Benny's on our side now. Benny he, is a ray of light all of a sudden. He's turning it around. He's turning the boat around, people. 
he stands up for the captain in confessional and says that he thinks that Jamie's just not handling the pressure and that the captain has been a captain for over 20 years and the fact that Bad Bosun is calling his orders unsafe is fucking bullshit and we agree. Woo, Benny. And then Captain in confessional says something that I, I think I forgot that Jamie, bad bosun, was a, the medical officer on his last boat. So that's why he's hyper-focused on OH&S. I mean, we all know people like that, right? Yeah. Are you paying attention? I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, like, because it's in Australian waters, it's a bit more strict than international waters or right. I, I don't know what our sta- boat standards are like. But yeah. Calm down, Jamie. Calm down. down. We already clarified last episode that five knots was like not even 10 k's an hour. Calm your fucking farm. (laughs) And then we're at dinner time and this is after the all-protein lunch of like lobster tails. Jesus Christ. Shit Chef is complaining and says because the guests wanted more food at lunch. No, they didn't want more food, dickhead. They wanted a fucking side salad. He's doing a pasta bar. And what do you and think? It's all pasta. What do you think? No oh, wonder they all went to sleep afterwards. There's not just pasta. There's risotto and polenta. What do you think oh, of this God, pasta bar stodge. being served family style on a super yacht? What do you think? It's um, gross. Do you, Do you think that shit chef should just go back to working at Sizzler because I'm sure that was his previous job? He's not. Good at it because, like, if you've got a personal crusade against gluten-free food, get the fuck over it and yeah. serve up what your guests want. He's making puking noises over the gluten-free <laughs> request. Like, does that mean that if I was on a boat with him, I would have to get the food analysed just in case he's oh, yeah. that in my food? He's such a baby. I just – I'm more and more convinced that he is the one getting fired because I, I so. we know they do confessionals after, right? They do these yeah. confessionals after do they're they? on the boat. Yeah, well, how are they going to do confessionals on the boat? I thought they had sneaky break days that they don't acknowledge. Oh, maybe. I never thought of that. Oh, that's a good point. I, th- I think they do a sneaky day in a hotel, like sequester everyone. Right. And oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. I just assumed they were after because I was thinking if he got fired but then agreed to do the confessionals, this is why he's being such a see you next Tuesday in the confessionals because he's like, I don't care. I'm not. That could be the case. No, I think you're right, though. They must do sneaky hotel days. You're so there's right. One, there's one news article where, like, a I don't know, a team of journalists, a team of high, <laughs> you know, falutin journalists went on below deck. <laughs> right. Or something. And. They gave some of the production secrets, like, you know, how, like, the, there's an actual better room. There's the primary room that is being used by production. What? Um, I tell me yeah. all. So there is actually a, a bigger bedroom that production uses. Yeah, whatever the guests think is the master, it's not the master. Oh, I want to see the real primary rooms. Yeah. Can't they just be on another fucking boat? Why do they need to be on a boat? Well, they're watching everything. There's someone who's uh, up all the time watching on one of those little camera thingies oh. um, and, like, story producing, so keeping note of what's going on. And I mean, Bravo's been around long enough with these shows. Surely they can have a boat built specifically <laughs> for their needs that includes a bigger pri- primary bedroom. Do you know what I mean? Like, they should have another room without beds and shit in it for their production star. I don't know. I'm just wishful thinking. I'll stop now. The guests uh, with this pasta bar, there's still no fucking salad. They're I know. 
eating bland risotto that requires well, salt and garlic oil for flavour? I think oh. there, there may have been some sort of greenery because we do see that come up later. There was? Well, examining the vomit in the spa, oh. I think someone might have had a side <laughs> salad. Unless it was like spinach in something. In the pasta? Yeah. That might be it. I'm surprised that's all there I've, wasn't all I've more. Got to go on. I'm surprised there, surprised there wasn't more penne floating in that tub in the jacuzzi. Me too. Strange man, gross. So yeah, look, I mean, the risotto was shit. Even Jamie later, when there was all that leftovers, he was trying to eat the food and he he was drowning it in salt and fucking barbecue sauce. I mean, the barbecue sauce portion was disgusting, <laughs> but whatever. And then for some reason, one of the charter guests decides to stand up, flash her whole caboose, and we see this minuscule <laughs> tattoo on it that apparently says sassy. I'm like, do we need this at the dinner table? <laughs> I think that this home-style gross food is making them forget that they're on a super yacht and this is yeah, supposed to be silver, This is supposed to be silver service dining. I mean, again, this is how one could behave at the Sizzler. There's, yeah. They can't do silver service dining because they've lost all the white gloves down to the plumbing. <laughs> it's true. And then this chef kills me. Back in the galley, Captain Cutie asks chef how dinner went and he says it's a home run. It was not mm-hmm. a home run. Mm-mm. The reason why Captain's in the galley is he's telling Aisha that she's going to go scuba diving the next day with him and the guests. And shit, Chef is all, what about Chef? And no one's really paying any attention to him. So no. they basically ignore him. Well, sort of. Captain asks him if he has his diving certificate, obviously as a way to sort of say that's why you're not coming. But, of course, he has his diving certificate. Well, no. He says, I live in Florida. Does that is that the same thing? Does that that mean the same thing? I don't know. It probably yeah. does. Flor- Floridian citizens are born with a diving certificate. Right. Like it's like a birth certificate. Oh, I see, I see. Mm. And the guests are done with dinner. They say that it's not the best, and we know it's not. One, because shit chef made it, and two, because there are a million plates of pasta. And that was basically the cruise dinner, their leftover food. I that, know, gross. That was still in the serving plates. That's disgusting. <laughs> They're literally eating leftovers. Is this why he only wants to do family style so so he can feed the crew the leftover shit food? This he's got to go. He's got to go. Got to go. Poor Toomey is confused slash annoyed by the laundry and the fact that it's a shit show. And Magda's unbothered. She's eating the leftovers and even says to one of them, "You've got to try the risotto." She liked the risotto. She's got bad taste. Well, clearly. This um, fucking Magda, I know. put your phone down, darling. Oh, her phone needs to be taken off her. I would have. I would have gone, I'm sorry, you're always on your phone. You are no, no longer allowed to have your phone unless you're on an official break. And, no, like, no what, are, what are these fights she's having with her boyfriend? Like, oh, you're in a photo with other people in it? Like, yeah, yeah. get over it. There are women standing next to him consuming alcohol while he's out in a bar, and that's a problem. Uh, this this chick's got some screws loose. Oh, yeah. Seriously. We can just substitute Amber Heard for her in that trial. So, okay, sorry. There it is. (laughs) Everyone goes to bed bar two of the guests and that's when we get, I don't think it was, was it Tattoo Lady? Anyway, I don't remember. Shameful. Shameful. She pukes in the tub after her partner that was in the tub with her can see that she looks as if she's about to puke and tells her to get out of the tub and she's like, no, no, I'm not going to vomit. If you're sick and you're in warm water, bitch, you're going to puke. 
No? Ugh. Yeah. Oh, it's just awful. That's gross. And Benny, unfortunately, is the one on lates that has to clean it up. Poor Benny, always cleaning up human waste. I know, the poor guy. And Magda gets into the cabin, right? Gets on her phone with her boyfriend, not texting, calls him, is speaking loudly on the phone with him while Aisha's trying to sleep. What the fuck? Crazy. I would have completely gone, can you not do that in my fucking cabin while I'm trying to sleep? Aisha's too nice. Too fucking nice. And then they're talking about I, well, it the next morning and, and Magda's all like, I feel judged. Uh, no shit, bitch. I know. Sorry. She's like, oh, Aisha at first, you know, she didn't go on about my mistakes and make me feel bad, but now she is. And I'm like, yeah, because you're in your third charter, maybe you shouldn't be making mistakes. Even later, Captain Cutie says we're halfway through. You're halfway through the season and you're still making rookie mistakes. You don't know what coffee machine to use to make a latte. What? She didn't bring, she brought out food without tongs. Oh my God. You always need tongs when you bring out food, you stupid idiot. Everyone knows you need tongs. I can't even. I mean, have you ever had people over for dinner and not put tongs on a serving dish? Never. Never. This chick, I mean, I don't even think she's qualified to work at Macca's, mate. Well, she's not qualified to do a Marilyn Monroe impression. We know that. (laughs) Clearly not. Even her interpretive dance was subpar. How the fuck can you fuck up interpretive dance? (sighs) The guests are at the table for breakfast and before the shit food comes, because we know it's going to be shit, they talk about their prom night for the evening. They decide they're going to take – each of them are going to take a crew member and they're going to pick the name of the crew member from a hat. Ryan is pissed. Kel surprise. Because Aisha said Ryan can't participate because he has to cook. Why is yeah. he angry? I'll tell you why he's angry. Because just like every other dinner service prep, he's ready half an hour early twiddling his thumbs. I've never seen it. I've never seen it before. It's crazy town. And how do you think Tom Gay from USA felt about pulling Magda's name out of the hat? Do you think he was happy about it? Oh, he was hoping for Culver. He was manifesting Culver. He was, because he's like, Magda. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I got oh, Magda. Yay. I got Magda. Trying to be nice about it, because he's lovely. Poor bastard. I mean, they go scuba diving. Nothing much happens. The only reason I'm mentioning it is because when we were underwater with the scuba divers, I actually felt a little serenity. I felt like we got to escape the boat for a bit. It wow. was actually nice. And you deserve that, and Aisha deserves that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then two seconds later, we're back on the boat, and Magda, what's Magda doing, everyone? You didn't even need to watch the scene to know that she was texting and not working. Yeah. I do like the fact that she was swearing in Russian. I thought that was choice. I like that. That's fun. I wish we got subbies for it. No subtitles. Mm. And then Shit Chef is going on about to Magda complaining about Aisha and saying that in in his opinion, you can eliminate the chief stew position. He can just leave. I mean, he's I, he's not funny. I anymore. think I, my, um sorry. I think Aisha is isn't managing it great. She no. needs to be more of a hard ass. She does, and I think like look at the laundry, babe. Like look around, look oh. around. How lucky you are to be a chief stew right now. I know. I mean, get it get it happening. This is her first charter as a chief stew. And I think by her next charter, she will have learnt from these mistakes, I hope. Oh, yeah. She is lovely, though, but she does... Oh, she's good fun. Unfortunately, sometimes you have to be stern. That's the way it is. Um, Poor Brittini can't catch a break today. She can't lift the anchor because she's got the wrong remote. 
Classic. And it's the captain that has to point it out to her. I feel terrible. I feel bad for her. I like Bratini. She's not Magda bad, but she's not great. And I blame. And it's a reflection on Jamie. I blame Jamie because he keeps telling them their pace is fine, they're doing fine when they're not doing fine. And Culver is so sweet to her and gives her a little wee pep talk. So that was sweet. I Um, love Culver. Every time we see him doing push ups in the cabin, I'm like, I could watch that all day. I know, right? And even Jamie's having a a change of heart. He says he's going to put his animosity aside to gain some resilience with his relationship with Captain Cutie. And I just thought Brene Brown would be so proud of you, Jamie. I'm not, but she might be. (laughs) (laughs) What about how he was referring to Captain Cutie or like comparing him to his Russian athletics coach? And I was like, Uh, I don't know if that's a Great comparison. I know. Like, Captain I, Cootie's so chill. I know. Did you say cutie or cutie? <laughs> yeah, I, I slipped up there. <laughs> oh, well, we all know Shit Chef's the one with the cooties. Honestly, I'm waiting mm-hmm. for him to, to give one of the guests food poisoning. That's how bad his food is. What's that chef that just made the beef cheeks? What was his name? We need him. Leon. We need Chef Leon at this point. Bring him on. Oh, and then, of course, it's prom time. Benny's date. Coincidentally, it was the chick who vomited. <laughs> oh, I feel sorry. <laughs> How good's that? Oh, they're all having fun, laughing it up. They decide that they want to take a group photo. Aisha calls the chef to come take the photo, and he says yes. And even though his food was ready 30 minutes ago, he starts doing some busy work like seasoning the steak. He says yes, doesn't go up, makes the captain come get him, and then he's still fucking standing there pretending he's seasoning steak. Crazy. I'm like, that's like $100 piece of a slab of Wagyu beef and you're going to over-season it. Well, maybe not because he's not a good seasoner. But Cap Cutie, he's just standing there. I know. How fucking rude. And he's rude. like, oh, get the fuck moving. If that was Captain Lee, Captain Lee needs to come in and give him all a kick up the ass and then leave. So. Agreed. Poor Toomey, after she set up for the prom dinner, she doesn't get to go because she's cleaning cabins and Magda's looking for her radio. I mean, we're on point again. Uh, Classic. Finally, Captain Cutie gets to see how shit the food is. I wonder if Captain Cutie didn't realise that every time he sat down to a crew meal, it was leftover guest food. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. With Captain Cutie, when he comes and he says to the chef, Oh, some constructive criticism. And he goes, I love criticism. I was like, Chef, do you really? No, he do does really? not love criticism. I just don't think that the captain was as clear with the chef as to his expectation when he said that, you know, he wants more Instagram food. I mean, I can't imagine that any chef would respond well to Instagram food. He needs to say, you need to step up your presentation. It's subpar. Like, he needs yeah. to be clear. Yeah. I mean, I got what he meant. Because, like, remember last season of Sailing Yacht where, where they were doing the dessert tables? Yes. Like, the whole table was the plate? Yes. That was amazing. That was amazing. Oh, that chef, she's – I can't remember her name because you know me and the names. But uh, she's she's a little wackadoo, but I fucking – She's wackadoo, She's yeah. wackadoo, but she's a great chef. I mean, but, even and Captain like, Lee You look, the all best. the guests whipped out their phones and were taking photos. That's I what know. you want. Exactly. That's how good the food needs to be. And he's just – he should just say to him, your food is subpar, your presentation is awful, and no more family-style meals. This and your is attitude he... is the pits. Well, yeah. And I think that's why he's not trying because he's already got a backup plan. Why kick him when he's out the door? That's true. Fingers crossed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the party's over, 
They all go to bed and Magda, again, she's on late. And Benny says, oh, what do you need help with? What do we need to do? And she's like, I've got nothing to do. I'm done. There's party provisions everywhere. everywhere. And the laundry is a shit show and she goes to bed. But it's okay because she did manage to text her boyfriend. So, So, you know, it's fine. She's doing a job. Honestly, her job is to sit on the boat and text her boyfriend. I can't Crazy. with her. She needs to get fired too. Yeah, get rid of her. Get rid of a lot of them. You know, my favourite part of the episode mm-hmm. was seeing Benny's face when Captain Cutie did the worm. Oh, Benny yeah. just looks so enamoured. Yeah, he's in love with him. He's in a love bubble with Captain Cutie. <laughs> he is. And that's a bubble we need to protect. I know. it is a bu- And with the other bubble we need to protect is every time it's the last – uh, day of the charter and they're changing into their whites to see the guests off, we get a torso shirtless shot of Captain Cutie. I mean, we need one of him and Culver, but mm-hmm. I- I'll take what I can get. So, God, I love Culver. They get their tips. Their tip's pretty average. It wasn't great. $1,300 US each when on other charters they're getting like $1,800, sometimes two grand. Did they deserve more? I'm not too no, sure that they did. No, they didn't deserve more. I wonder if on the show there's a minimum tip that the guests are told to give them. Yes. Because they've always gotten about 20 grand, haven't they? I think ba- back to that article that was published a few oh, years yes, ago. Oh, yes, please. It was a great article. Oh, I've got to look um, it up. They, guests are told a range to give. They say uh, we suggest between this and this. Right, okay. Um, and you get to choose wherever. And I think- I think they do pay a, a lower rate to be on the they boat do. itself. Yes, I re- I do yeah. remember that 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 it costs them less to be on it because of filming. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, the helmet goes to Magda for clogging the toilet, which as it should. As it should. Aisha has a little interior meeting where she praises Toomey, and Magda is not happy about that. She takes it personally because she doesn't want to admit that she sucks at a job. I mean, I don't know what else to say about that. What praise are you expecting, Mags? And again, I'm a little annoyed at Aisha for not bringing up the night before and Magda not doing her job. Me too. Like, you've got to bring that up. You didn't clear up. Uh, Okay, let's just just drop it. We all know that. And we kind of get the mid-season trailer. So, well, we do get the mid-season trailer where we see crocodiles dancing, there's a wedding, the girls have their tits out. I mean, I'm up for that. Culver and Rattini get close. I don't know if Mm. if production are making it it up. I don't know if Culver and Rattini hook up or if if, if it's just, you know, production have edited to allude to it because people on the boat suggested it. I don't know. But I'm looking forward to it. I think they'd make a great couple because they're both lovely. Yeah. Um, a guest whacks their head on the tender. Hilarious. Shit chef loses his last ally, Magda, and they have a big fight. Well, he yells at her. Aisha cries. Captain and Jamie fight. That's Captain and um, Bad Bosun. Captain and shit chef fight. Someone gets sacked. And shit chef has a fight at a bar with a patron and has to be restrained after throwing glass. Jeepers creepers. I know. Well, he's got to get fired for that. But in the, in there, Captain also accused Culver of having more than one drink. I assume that's on charter. Well, he's the entertainment officer, so you know. Ah, I see, I see. Well, it's all happening, but I really hope this person gets fired soon because they're kind of, like, they're stringing it along, right? Like, enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Enough. Enough. And um, that's the end. But before we do, I'm just going to go to page six. I'm going to refresh just in <laughs> case there's check. any breaking news. 
While you do that, I'll just plug our socials. It's Mm -hmm. at effing bravo on Twitter and Instagram. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a share. And also you can rate on iTunes and Spotify and leave a review if you haven't yet already. Thank you so much. Yes. And thank you for that, Nathan. Well done. And I'm not going to click on the article because not everyone wants a, a spoiler, but the headline for the article is about the Jersey trailer for the reunion, so that's out now. And I didn't it, see – oh, yeah, sorry, I haven't seen it says, Dolores Catania calls Jennifer Aiden a fucking cunt in the reunion oh. trailer. So I'm not going to click on it and read it out yet just because I don't want to spoil the – I don't want to do it because some people don't want to watch reunion trailers because I don't want any yeah. spoilers. And I think that's what I might do. I think I'm not going to watch the reunion trailer. I'm just going to wait till reunion. I'm glad we got the headline, though. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you need the headline. Like, I, <laughs> oh, I, want, yeah. <laughs> I want something to look forward to, but I don't I don't want it to be spoiled for me. So that's the end, my dear. Let's um, right. love you and leave you. And, yeah, bye. Okay. bye.